And now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success. I'm your host, Wes Tankersley. It is a Friday. Good to be here. Just a reminder, this show, Shaping Success, is brought to you by Castle & Cook Mortgage. Sean Loveland is in Boise, Idaho, Meridian, Idaho. Would love to help you get refinanced. If you're looking to refinance your house, interest rates are down quite a bit. You can get yourself a little bit better interest rate if you got financed a couple months or, you know, six, seven months ago. You're down a point. Could save you some good money. Give him a call, 208-447-7205, and he will help you get refinanced. Um, I don't even, you know... This is not streaming live right now, and I'm trying to figure that out. I was going to mess with my sound a little bit, raise the gain, because apparently it sounds pretty good other than the amount of loudness that you get on YouTube. Well, I'm not going to figure that out because I can't stream it live right now for some reason. YouTube is being silly, or Restream is being silly, or I need to restart my computer, which when I restart my computer, it just really takes forever for everything to get going because there's so much going on in the background on this computer and I'm not super techie so I don't know exactly what's going on but I've noticed as I've done this over the years that it gets a little chaotic when you take and you restart a computer with a whole bunch of crap going on in the background. It's Friday. I'm ready. I'm tired. I've been tired. Um, My son finally has started sleeping through the night again. Knock on wood. It's good to be able to get the sleep that you need to get when you need it. But then as Nikki was saying over in TikTok, I'm catching up a little bit and that is kind of tough. If you guys do have questions, what's up Sharon over on TikTok? I'm saying that right now, like I'm actually interacting on YouTube, but I'm not because it is not streaming. So if you guys want to check it out and listen to it, it is here. It is, uh, I'm going to call this the, uh, I was thinking about it this morning. I was like, what am I going to talk about? The Super Bowl on Sunday. Um, the, national football championship or whatever you want to call it. People call them world champion. I always kind of wonder that like, you're not the world champion. You're just like the champion of the U S but there isn't any other football programs that play against them. So I don't know. It's weird. I always thought it was weird how they call them world champion when they're not really the world champion. Um, maybe they are, I don't know. Why do they do that? So anyway, um, I grew up, those of you who know me know that, when I was a little kid, I was a 49ers fan. Not so much anymore. Like, and I've thought about this because I usually always followed players and I always thought that that was kind of my, my way of going. What's up, Northern Cowboy over on TikTok? Um, I always thought that that was kind of my thing. Like, you know, I was, a, I was a 49er fan, but it was really what I was a fan of was the guy who was playing quarterback. And that was kind of the way it was. And it's funny because... I know it takes 11 people to to win that game, but if you don't have a good quarterback, you're probably not going to be very great, right? Or you don't have a quarterback who is a team player, you're not going to be great. Like, they understand how to make it work. People hate Tom Brady. Um, Some people don't like Joe Montana. Joe Montana is like the guy for me when I was growing up. That was the guy. So I was a 49ers kid. Like, I, to the point where I can remember myself, we lived out in the country. I could walk this little mile path to the, there was a big swimming pool. I was on a swim team when I was a kid, um, which is funny because most kids who live out in the country and got horses and animals and cows and things like that, you don't think of them being on the swim team, but they had uh, the, the local pool had swim team and I would walk back and I would sing this song in my head about going to Notre Dame and how Joe Montana was the very best quarterback there was. 
and I was going to go to Notre Dame and play football because Joe Montana did, and that's what I was going to do. And then later on in life, I didn't realize that Joe Montana playing quarterback at Notre Dame was kind of one of those things that I don't even think he played until it was his senior season when he started, you know. So when uh, Joe Montana was quarterback for the 49ers, like I was really into it. They had a lot of great players, Jerry Rice, Randy Lott, John Taylor, all these people, and that was what I was watching. But I'm thinking I was in the seventh grade maybe, so um, 14, 13 years old when they traded Montana. And there are a lot of people who grew up watching Steve Young and Joe Montana play football I always remember Montana, you know, he'd get hurt. He was kind of fragile. He was not very mobile. He wasn't very big. But you, you, he knew how to compete in this West Coast offense, which Bill Walsh created. And it was just awesome watching him execute this thing. Because later on in life, you start to realize and how just special these people are, just like Michael Jordan and Tom Brady. And I don't, you know... People will hate me saying this right now because if you like if you like LeBron James, I can't stand the guy. Like I just don't. He's not the same. And everyone will always say, "Well, he's he's got more points, or he's done more than this than Michael Jordan, or whatever." But LeBron has never made the people around him better, like these other players did. You look at Tom Brady. My big thing with Bill Belichick, the reason why he doesn't have a head coaching job right now, is because he doesn't have Tom Brady. That's it. Like. Bill Belichick may be a good coach, but without a good quarterback, he, he doesn't have a winning team. And that was kind of the funny thing about that. So you watch like Joe Montana got traded to the Chiefs and Steve Young was actually a really good quarterback other than I was pissed because I didn't like Steve Young because he wasn't Joe Montana. So I went to watch the Chiefs because that's where Joe went and I became a Chiefs fan. Ironically, they're playing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl this year. And that was kind of my team. And, and then after that, when Joe Montana retired, it was kind of like, well, I don't really know anyone on the Chiefs, and I really like Joe Montana. I'm going to pick a, I'm a So in middle school, it was like everyone called you a front runner because you liked the 49ers because they were winning the Super Bowls. And then it was the Cowboys. And if you like the Cowboys, then you're a front runner because they were winning the Super Bowls. And, and, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go like the worst team in the league. And the worst team in the league was the Colts at the time. So at that time, the Colts were terrible. They weren't very good, but they just got this new quarterback who became one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch because he was just fun to watch. And that was Jim Harbaugh. And later on, Jim Harbaugh started coaching the 49ers. And I was like, oh, this is really cool to see Jim Harbaugh coaching a team that, like, I remember watching the Colts play the 49ers, Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh playing quarterback, and them calling him Captain Comeback, and he went back in there and he beat the 49ers, like, in the, right in the last, like, two minutes of the game, and he was Captain Comeback, you know, that was his deal, and it was just fun to watch, and then you start to get to know Jim Harbaugh, and you realize that he is a really competitive person, he really cares about people, but he also plays the game the same way as like Michael Jordan, Joe Montana and things like that. Joe Montana has this book called winning ways out that I listened to. And I started to realize that he was like Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan would tell you that he would practice harder than he would play. And Bill Walsh talks about in his book, a score that takes care of itself, that life is about 
doing everything you can to the best of your ability to the point where you know that when you're running a route on the, on the field that, you know, it's a three steps and those three steps better be the same exact amount. And that's what made this West coast offense be the way that it is. And I'm very structured in the way that I do things. So it really, it really means something to me. Like I have a process of the way that I do something and I do the same process every single time. And if I get out of that process, we talked about this last week, how my process is thrown out. It kind of throws me for a loop. It kind of messes things up for me. So being out of my vehicle, so I don't have my process. So like at work, and I, again, this is not sports, but I'm relating this to life because this is how I look at it. Um, getting out of that process really throws a wrench in the way that I do things. So I have to learn how to be able to, yeah, routine, right? Like you get this routine, you have to be able to stay in the routine, but then you also have to be able to work outside the routine. And that's what makes someone who is better is that even though you're out of your routine, you can still do it. It just isn't as easy as what it was. So uh, that was what I was working on last week. And that's what was kind of tough for me. But anyway, if you, if you go back to the score takes care of itself by Bill Walsh, you'll understand why Joe is the way that he is and why Jerry Rice was the way that they are. And if you look good, you feel good. If you work hard, you feel, you feel good about yourself. And no matter what, if you practice harder than you, than you play in the game, you're going to actually play better in the game. It's like the 10x rule, right? You want to make $1,000, you got to go try and make 10000 because you're going to make more than 1000 if you're willing to work hard, right? So I started going through some of these quotes with Joe Montana that I was looking at, and um, that's right, I'm, yeah. I, chaos is one of those things that like you just have to be calm and collective and know how to work through it, and that's, that's one of the things that I am working on, thriving. Not thriving on chaos, but being able to make the adjustments in chaos because that's what it's really about. And that's probably why you thrive on it because you've gotten so good at being able to work in it that it, it just makes it, it makes it good because you practice and that's, that's why I got to practice more. I got to practice more being chaotic and I don't really want to do that, but it does make you better. Right? So I started looking through these quotes. I typed in Joe Montana quotes and I started looking for some because he has some really good ones when, um, when you read his book, um, winning ways and Growing up, like for sports was something that was really big for me. And I think I've talked to you guys about that before. But it just kind of cemented a lot of things. And like everyone's like, well, I didn't play any sports. Well, you didn't play any sports, but you have these things that relate to life that you could have learned from sports if you did play them, but you still learn them. You just learn them in a different way. So he's talking about sports here, right? And he says, because there's only one reason for doing anything that's, that you set out to do. If you don't want to be the best, then there's no reason going out there and try to accomplish anything. Any goal that you have, anything that you're planning, whether it be winning a Super Bowl, whether it be getting the job that you want, whether it be being the best podcaster in the world or whatever you're doing, if you're not going to do the best you can, if you're not going to work as hard as you possibly can, it's not worth doing. Why are you doing it? If you want it bad enough, you're going to work hard to make it happen, right? And that, I think, is a big thing that we get lost on. It's like, when it gets hard, we quit. We quit because it's too hard. Well, is it really worth it? Do you really want it? If you're willing to quit something that you started, is it really worth it? And I think about this a lot because there are times when 
I get down on myself. And when I think, you know, I'm not doing the right thing or I'm not going to get it done. And I, we all do. And that's what this is about me telling you that so that you understand that you're not alone when you do that. The reality is, is that you have to look at it and you have to go, is it really worth it? Do I really want it bad enough? And if I do, then why am I not putting everything that I have into it? If I'm failing, why am I not putting everything into it? So that comes with this next one, right? The next thing that he says is always be prepared to start. So there is a thing called procrastination, and then there's a thing called preparing, right? And a lot of times we're afraid to do something because we can't figure out how to make it work, right? And so we'll sit there and we'll over-prepare and we'll think, but we'll make all these excuses of reasons why we won't do something. Why won't we go out there and just do it? And a lot of times we'll sit on the ledge and we're like, nope, not going to do it. Not going to take that step. Not going to do it. Not ready. And we'll just find all these reasons why we should not do it, right? We can over-prepare. You know, Nikki says, I'm all about preparing. I get that. Pre- preparation is one thing, but we're talking about like when we over-prepare, when we quit preparing, when we, we think that we're not prepared so much that we don't even do it, right? And I got into this with podcasting. This was something that... I recorded my first podcast in November of 2019, and I did not publish that first podcast until like January or February of 2019 because I was like, oh, I'm not ready. Oh, I need to edit it. Oh, I need to do this. Oh, I need to do that. And when it came down to it, what I really realized is I wasn't, I didn't know enough information about how to get it out there because it is super simple. You hear everyone say, well, there's a podcast. Everyone has a podcast. And it's like, well, how come it's so hard for me to get this figured out, right? So all it took was me taking this stupid video and dragging it over into this other screen for it to upload. And that was the thing. That was was this block that I had that was like, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. I have to do all these things. Sometimes you just got to start. That's all there is to it. So you got to prepare yourself, but you also got to stop yourself from preparing so much that you're not even going to try, right? And that's, that's kind of the point of that one. Prepare to start, but also don't be afraid to start, okay? The other thing, okay, so um, we talked the other day about like finding someone who's doing the same thing that you're doing and glomming onto them or connecting with them or being there uh, for doing that. Um, The fear starts usually stems from fear of failing. Exactly. There's also fear of success too, right? So you have this fear of failing and then there is fear of success as well. And we've talked about that before, but you're never going to do it. If you, if you just worry that you're going to fail the whole time. I mean, and, and it's funny because you watch like as we're little kids, right? What we're doing is like, I watch my son get on the ottoman and like be afraid to jump off there thinking he's going to fall. Then all of a sudden he's decided that, well, what if I do jump off this one time? Right. And so then he jumps off and he lands and guess what? He's going to continue to do it because our fear is always there. It's just like a backflip on a trampoline. If you've never done a backflip on a trampoline, it's scary. And I probably could do one now, but I'm not going to go find out because I'm a little bit older. But I remember when I was a kid being like six foot one, a young kid, you know, like teenager, I'm like six foot one and I'm doing a front flip and all these little kid friends that I had that are like five, five or whatever, get that flip around and land. Right. I never could. But I was afraid of doing a backflip. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do a backflip. And if you've never done a backflip on a trampoline, it is much easier than doing a front flip. And I'm not kidding about that. It's much easier. But what is scary is that you're going backwards and you don't 
have you don't have a sightline, you don't know what's going on, you don't know what to do, and you do that backflip and you come around much quicker and you have a way better chance of landing on your feet. I could never land on my feet doing a front flip. But I did one backflip and I got scared as I started going back and I stopped. And then I just landed on my back and I was afraid I was going to break my neck. And then I turned around and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this again. I almost got it. Second time I did it, landed on my feet. So just being that, that fear of doing it was what was stopping me. But when I found out how easy it was, I'm one of my only friends that can do a backflip because I'm not, a, I'm not scared to try, right? So you got to be prepared. All right, we're going off on tangents here, but this is what I like. I like you guys in the comments over here bringing it out. It's awesome to have that interaction and conversation. I've got two more of these and then we're going to roll out because it's ramble, ramble when we get, when we get too crazy. Um, okay, here's another one from Joe Montana. Again, we're talking about this because it's Super Bowl weekend, right? We got Brock, Brock Purdy getting ready to play against Patrick Mahomes, who's won a couple Super Bowls already. And, and it's amazing to me how people talk so much trash about this Brock Purdy guy and he just keeps doing the job. So I hope they win just because I want to see it. He just keeps doing the job. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it, that was the one, one of the one things that we had. I don't know. It, Northern Cowboy says you had a trampoline chief. We had an old mattress. Um, it was one of the one things we had. Like, I, I don't know how much my parents scraped up to get that because I feel like those things were really expensive when I was a kid. And we got one. Everyone else had one. And like the way that it worked for us is one Christmas, all three of us, we had three boys, one Christmas, they spent all their budget on us and we got a trampoline. So, I mean, that's just kind of, that's kind of how that worked in my house. It was, it was like one pair of shoes a year, um, Christmas one year, you'd get like, they'd, they'd buy us each one big thing and that was it. And the one big thing that we got, got combined and we all got a trampoline. So, yep. I am aware though. Some people didn't have that option. So. Uh, an inflated tractor tube. That's awesome too. That's a good one. Um, let's see here. All right. So this is another one. Yeah. It's nice to look up to people and this is contradictory to what I'm saying because you're thinking about it. Like I'm looking up to Joe Montana. It's not really contradictory. You'll see when I say the rest of it, but I'm looking up to Joe Montana as someone who has given me some of the desires and drives and things that I've done through football. And I was an offensive lineman. I wasn't a quarterback, but you know, um, pretty cool to, you know, kind of watch him in his career. But it says, yeah, it's nice to look up to people, but the more you try to be somebody else, the less you are yourself, right? So you have to realize that you are a different individual than anyone else. One of the things that made Montana a great quarterback was the fact that he realized who he was. Bill Walsh realized who he was, and they capitalized on the tools in the the um, skills that he had. He wasn't a strong passer. He wasn't someone who was very mobile, but what he was was accurate and he worked on that. And so he surrounded himself with people like Jerry Rice and John Taylor and all these different people that executed and he executed. So three yard pass, yards after carries, things like that, where people were were making him a better person and he didn't try to be someone else who he wasn't you look at steve young when he came in there he was a runner and he was able to move and be mobile and do more 
And that's kind of what I like about this Purdy guy is he looks like he's kind of a combination of the two. So it's kind of cool. Infinite Mind says, we hold the key to unlock your dreams hidden in plain sight from within. Um, that is the truth. We, we have the keys. We just have to be willing to stick them in the ignition and drive. So don't try to be someone else. And what that tells me is that you're sitting there and you're trying to, what you're trying to do is you're trying to look at what other people do. And if you don't have a skill that you need, find someone else who doesn't use them to help you do that. It's funny that Nikki is in here all the time, but I don't, I, I can talk like I'm a talker. Nikki is a writer. And so I have her write the descriptions for my shows and for my shorts and for those things. She helps me with that because I am not a writer, but I have found the skills and I can, I can write if I need to, but it's not something that I'm like excellent at. So I have her do it because she is excellent at it. So find those people. It doesn't just mean that you, if you can't do it, it can't be done. You just need to find someone to help and be in your corner and help you be the best you can be, but accentuate the skills. So like I said, I'm a good talker. So I talk, that's what I do. I get on here and run my mouth and you guys listen. So I appreciate y'all being here. This is the last one right here, all right? We're going to go through this real quick here, and then we're going to roll out because it is Friday. I'm getting kind of pumped up. I'm getting kind of excited. I woke up this morning not sure what I was going to talk about, but I, I, I found it, and I could have just gone, you know what? I'm just going to sit down and drink coffee. But I decided I was going to come out here, and I was going to make this happen, and that's what we're doing. So this last one, I, I will tell you that I see the end result of what I want this to be this podcast, right? I see the end result. Now, what it's going to take to get there is what I'm working on, right? And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. But it says winners, I'm convinced, imagine their dreams first. They want it with all their heart and is expected to come true. There is, I believe, no other way to live. Okay? No other way I would to live. Okay, I'm going to read that again. Winners, I am convinced, imagine their dreams first. They want it with all their heart and expect it to come true. There is, I believe, no other way to live. Okay, so no matter what you're doing, if you do not believe in it, if you don't imagine it, if you don't know what it is, it's never going to come true. So you have to know what the end result is. I told you a couple episodes ago about reading this book about Arnold Schwarzenegger and love him or hate him. He had this, he said this thing and he's probably not the first person to say it because all, all all ideas come from somewhere. Right. And I can guarantee you a lot of us are not, we do not come with those ideas first. Right. But the thing is, is that you think of your vision as a camera, right? And what do you do when you're trying to get a more clear picture? You zoom in, right? You get the close-up of what the end result is going to be, and then you zoom out, right? So your main goal, I want 10,000 downloads on YouTube. That's the main goal. And then I'm going to zoom out and say, what's it going to take to get those 10,000 views? And I got way over 10,000 views. I'm just throwing this out there, right? But what does it take to get there? What is it going to take? Well, it starts with one, right? And then you just keep on going, and that vision is zooming in and you're getting towards that end goal. So figure out what that dream is. And just because it's a dream, it could be, Hey, I'm going to be an astronaut when I'm a little kid. My daughter tells me every single day, she's going to be like Taylor Swift and Katy Perry. She's going to be a rock star. She told me yesterday, she's going to take me to Hawaii and she's going to pay for us all to go. You know, I mean, 
it's a dream, right? But you have to be willing to work for it. And don't stop dreaming. Don't stop working. But imagine it, believe it, work towards it, and continue to keep going. I think that's a good one to end on. Know that your goals are attainable no matter what you do. Get out there and do the work. Keep going. We're going to catch you Monday. We'll be back. Till next time, I challenge you to find the shape of your success. 